gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Show on KLA HD2 106.1 Schistel Speaks Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is February 9th, and it has been a cold, windy, and snowy day here at the St. Ambrose campus and the Quad Cities. I thought we were done with this weather, but, you know, I was in shorts yesterday. I was in pants and a sweatshirt today, but I guess that's just the Midwest weather for you. However, I am inside the studios of KALA staying warm, so let's get right into the sports action. The first sport I will be talking about today is women's basketball. Since last week's episode of this show, the Bees have played two basketball games, but that has not been the biggest headline for this women's basketball team. As of Friday, the Fighting Bees head coach, Krista Van Howen, has been no longer with the team. The university and athletic director, Mike Holmes, has not commented on it yet, so absolutely no speculation needed. Uh, it does kind of stink because, you know, just Coach Krista was a good friend of KALA's, so... You know, I'm sure whatever the reason was, it was the proper choice. But like I said, the university and Mike Holmes have not made a comment, so absolutely no speculation needed. AD Mike Holmes has taken over the role of head coach for the Queen Bees. So far this week, the Bees have played two games, the first against Judson and the second against the College of the Ozarks. In the game against Judson, it was a 71-62 win for the Bees. The top player in the game for the Bees was number 24, Janie Pressigard, who had 17 points, 12 rebounds, and 1 assist. Outside of her, Anna Plummer had 15 points, Abby Walter had 14, Caitlin Brunson had 8, and then Haley Shashelzik closed out the starting 5 with 0. Caitlin Thole had seven, and then Ali Gover and Caroline Cool both had five off the bench. In their next game against the College of the Ozarks, it was a 66-55 loss for the Bees. In this game for the Bees, it was Anna Plummer with 18 points, Abby Walter with 15, Caitlin Thole with 10, and Janie Prestigard with 11. Off the bench, Olivia Harder was the only B to score. She had one point. We are going to take a short commercial break now, dealing with a little issue here in the studio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air saving lives. Supplies are en route. Food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back. Roads are somewhat passable. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. Okay, we'll deploy the communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up. Everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. The Emergency Communications Center has been set up. We're on the air. Communication is good. Good job, fellas. This is W1AW out. 
When my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. It tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not going to gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narconon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narconon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much of love drives a man insane. You broke my will, but what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I'll let you love what I thought it was funny. You came along and you knew me, honey. I've changed my mind. This love is fine. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Kisses, baby. for St. Ambrose University Sports, KALA Davenport, Quad Cities. Welcome back into the studios of KALA. I apologize for that short little commercial break. Just had a little personal issue. But as I was saying, the women's basketball team beats Judson and then loses to the College of the Ozarks. So this women's basketball team now sits with an overall record of 16 wins and 9 losses and then a conference record of 12 wins and 5 losses. Upcoming games this week for the Bees include a game this Saturday, February 11th, at Holy Cross at the McKenna Arena in Notre Dame, Indiana at noon. After that, it will be a matchup at St. Francis, Illinois at the Pat Sullivan Center in Joliet, Illinois. That game will be played at 5.30 p.m. on Wednesday, February 15th. So the Bees will have one more game after these two uh, I'll talk about that game in next week's episode, but these next couple games are very important for the Queen Bees as they are still looking to officially lock down a spot in the CCAC Conference Tournament. Eight teams make the tournament. The Bees currently sit in sixth place right now, and they have a little bit of a cushion from the other teams behind them. I think they're at about a three-game cushion, but no game, no lead like that is ever safe especially when you're in the sixth seed and you have a chance to even move up and maybe even fight for some home court advantage in at least the first round of the tournament. So the next sport I will be talking about is the men's basketball team. And like the women's team, they have played two games in the past week. But this men's basketball team still has their season remaining in shambles as they are just continuing to drop games. And one thing I was looking at throughout their schedule this year is this Fighting Bees team is yet to win two or more games in a row this season. So their past two games this week, the first was against Judson, and it was an 80-70 win. The Bees went into the half leading 35-33 and then outscored Judson 45-37 to lock down the 10-point or the 10 point victory for the Bees. Leading scorer in this game was Andrew Morrissey with 22 points. He also had 12 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. Will Spriggs had 20 points. Grant Mason had 16. Kieran Farrell had 7. 
and then Jake Friel closed out the starting five with two. Ignacio DeCunda and Nathan Molder both had four off the bench, followed up by, Jay- by Javen Jones's three points and Nikola Zelenovich's two points off the bench. The Bees shot 40% from the field, 28% from beyond the arc, and 70% from the free throw strike. Now, in this game, I think the biggest key in the win was Andrew Morrissey. He was a force to be reckoned with down low at the center position. And one thing that I really liked is he was giving his opponent such a hard time to where three players on Judson uh, all had four fouls in the game. Uh, Antirius Ryan had four. Brighton Basante had four. And then Sam Stewart actually fouled out with five fouls. They were all guarding Morrissey, so he was really causing a lot of problems down low. Uh, Sam Stewart, the player who followed, who fouled out for Judson, made a bit of a unsportsmanlike rude gesture to the crowd while he was leaving because classy stuff. But nevertheless, the Bees win this game against Judson. Then in their next game, which was this past Wednesday against Iowa Wesleyan, it was a loss for the Bees. And the final score of this game was 100 for Iowa Wesleyan to 49 for the Bees. In this game for the Bees, the leading scorer was Grant Mason with 8 points. The rest of the starting 5 looked like Andrew Morrissey with 3 points, Jake Friel with 2, and then Kieran Farrell and Nathan Moeller both with 1. Will Spriggs had 6 points off the bench, as well as Amari Wills with 1, Nikolo Zelenovich with 2, Adam Bergert with two, Ty White with four, Austin Bourne with four, and actually Ignacio DeCunda off the bench had 15 for the Bees. DeCunda is only a freshman, but he is definitely making all of his time on the court count, and he definitely has deserved it. So the Bees now drop to 4-17 and 17 overall on the year, and then 3-13 and 13 in the conference, whereas Iowa Wesleyan, a very good team, not in our conference, nevertheless a good team, now sits at 23 and 2 overall and then 6 and 1 in their conference. Now the final sport I'll be talking about before the halftime break is going to be men's volleyball. Since the last episode, the men's volleyball team has gone 1 and 1 on the week, extending their record to 3 and 4 overall and then 3 and 1 in conference. Most recently, the Bees beat the Cardinal Stretch Wolves 3 sets to 1. So I was actually at this game shooting highlights for a class that I'm in, and it was a very fun game. Uh, I love college volleyball when it is played properly and well. Uh, the Bees ended up losing their first set very closely to the Wolves, and then they went on to win three straight in sets two, three, and four. Uh, and really, I think the biggest part of that win was exactly what Coach Ray Green talked to me about after the game when he and I did a little bit of an interview. And he said, he told the team, don't let or don't make Colonel Stretch look better than they are. They're a team that we can beat, and that's exactly what the Bees did. They came out there, they played Bees volleyball. Uh, Colonel Stretch had all the momentum in the first, doing chants and stuff on the bench. Bees shut that down really quickly the rest of the way. And that's what really led to the Bees winning 3-1 to one as they, I mean, really, they, they fed off of Wolves. Self-inflicted wounds, the Wolves just not calling the ball well and letting it drop or just hitting it into the net on their serves. And then the Bees just had a lot of good game planning, it seemed like, coming out of timeouts, 
And they also, it just felt like they were getting stronger throughout the match, and that's what really helped propel them to the victory. So another thing that Coach Ray Green talked about with me was how nice of a momentum boost that this game was heading into this weekend. Heading into this weekend, the Bees will be playing in the Jamestown Invitational at the Harold Newman Arena in Jamestown, North Dakota. The Bees will face off this Friday, February 10th, a.k.a. tomorrow, at 4 o'clock p.m. against the host Jamestown, and then they will play Central Christian out of Kansas uh, on Friday night at 7 o'clock p.m. Then the Bees will face off against Dort, a school in Iowa, at the Jamestown Invitational at 10 a.m. on Saturday, and then they will face off against Kansas Wesleyan at 1 o'clock Saturday. That will be the final of the Jamestown Invitational for the Bees. Then the Bees will face off against the school right across the river, Augustana, Augustana College, at the Roy J. Carver Center in Rock Island, Illinois. That will be played next Tuesday, February 14th at 7 o'clock p.m. Then the Bees will face off on the road once again against Calumet, Indiana, at the Rittenmeyer Center in Whiting, Indiana. That's Thursday, February 16th at 7 o'clock p.m. I'll have more on all those games in next week's episode. Beast fans and KALA listeners alike, that's going to do it for the first half of Schistel Speak Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Coming up after this short halftime break, it, I'll be back to talk about the track and field teams, the soon-to-start lacrosse teams, and then the upcoming and freshly started seasons for baseball and softball. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. Hi, this is Coolio. I have it, you have it, we all have it. It's called blood. And every three seconds, someone needs blood. Each year, four million people need blood transfusions. You can help by becoming a blood donor. It's fast, simple, and safe. One donation from you can save up to three lives. Be a lifesaver. Call 1-866-FROM-YOU. That's 1-866-376-6968. Toll free to find out where you can donate and save a life today. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Yeah, sure, come on in. Yeah, I was wondering if you... Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I just need to finish this sales report, and then I'll probably, I don't know, let me lie down for a bit. But I'm, I'm sure it'll go away. But the flames are getting bigger. Sh shouldn't I... Your hair, there's so much fire. No, 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 I'll be fine. What can I help you with? Oh, dear. Well, at least we know the sprinkler system works. You wouldn't ignore this. So why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly experiences numbness of the face, arm, or leg, or sudden trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, don't wait to get help. Call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Expecting a baby? Both of you can get off to a healthy start with Iowa's WIC program, a free nutrition, counseling, and education program that benefits women, infants, and children. From breastfeeding advice to free formula, juices and milk to immunization information, you may qualify for a helping hand from WIC, Iowa's Women, Infants, and Children's Nutrition Program. 
call WIC at 1-800-532-1579. Sponsored by WIC and the Iowa Department of Public Health. Aired by the Iowa Broadcasters Association and this station. Oh my gosh. Baby, let me... I did it again, so I'm gonna let the... Oh my... Baby, let me love you down. There's so many ways to love you. Maybe I can break you down. There's so many ways to love you. Got me like, oh my God, I'm so in love. I found you finally. Make me wanna say, oh, 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 my God. Your station for St. Ambrose University Sports, KALA Davenport. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Ryan Schistel, live from the studios of KALA HD2 106.1 here on the campus of St. Ambrose University. This is the second half of tonight's edition of Schistel Speak Sports. It was basketball and volleyball talk in the first half, so let's talk SAU track and field, mixing with some lacrosse, baseball, and softball. To start it off, it's going to be track and field, and last week, the Bees were at the Bearcat Invitational. It was a D2 meet at Northwest Missouri State University. So, it was a bit of a wild weekend, I've heard, from the track and field teams, as A, there's no score posted online quite yet for the team, so I can't tell you exactly how the Bees finished. But what I can tell you is that the Bees had to leave their hotel at about 10.30 at night due to what was apparently a bed bug situation at the hotel. Um, so I know they had to switch their hotels very late at night, and it was just one of those things that a lot of people felt like they were off their game when they were trying to get to bed early for the events that were taking place the next day. Outside of that, I know that there were just a lot of players who said that they felt like they could have done better in this meet. Um, however, there are a few high notes, like Yemi Ward, who many of you may know is a football player at the wide receiver position for the Fighting Bees. Yemi set the new school record for the 60-meter dash with a 6.97-second mark. Outside of Yemi, there were a few more school records that I've come to understand. I think one was in the 4x4, and then I forget the other. Uh, I was literally told that about 20 seconds before coming back from the commercial break, so I unfortunately didn't have time to look it up, and it wasn't posted on the social media pages quite yet. So this weekend, the Bees will be in the SAU tune-up. The Fighting Bees will go up against just a few community colleges from around the surrounding area. And then next weekend, there will be the Indoor Conference Championships held at St. Ambrose. So the Bees are done traveling for the indoor season. The next sport I have to talk about is lacrosse. And the men's lacrosse season starts tomorrow. And they are starting out their season on a very hard note. The Bees will start their season at the number five nationally ranked spot, and they will be taking on the number one team, Reinhardt, a school from Georgia. That game will be played at Cumberland's University in Williamsburg, Kentucky at 3.30 p.m. Then, this Sunday, February 12th, the Bees will be taking on Cumberland's University, who is sitting at the number three national ranking, 
at 3 o'clock p.m. Again, that's this Sunday, February 12th. So the Bees square off against the number one team in the nation and then the number three team in the nation. Two top five matchups to start out the season. I love it. I think it's going to be great for the Bees. I'll have more on those two games, in which I'm expecting good results for the Bees in next week's episode. Now, the women's lacrosse season does not start until a little bit later. Uh, their first game will be in 15 days against Midland at home. I'll have more on their team when their season approaches a little bit sooner. Now, the final sport I have to talk about are the baseball and softball teams. Starting it out with softball, the softball, the softball season starts this weekend with a four-game set against Graceland at the Ambrose Dome. Game 1 will be at 11 o'clock a.m., and then Game 2 will be at 1 o'clock p.m., both this Saturday and this Sunday. This women's softball team was pretty good for the Bees last year. They had a lot of big wins, and then they had a few games where I know they just felt like they should have won and just fell short of that mark. Last year, the Bees ended their season with an overall record of 27 and 17 and then a conference record of 10 and 12. So they're looking to improve on that conference record and even improve on that overall record just a little bit more. Again, those games will be played at the Ambrose Dome against Graceland. After that four-game set, the Bees will face off against Culver Stockton, Missouri at the Ambrose Dome, as well as Waldorf and Clark. Those games will be on the 18th and 19th. I'll have more on those as they approach. Now, although the softball season started or starts this weekend, the baseball season started this past weekend as the Bees took one game of a four-game set in Kansas against Ottawa University. On opening day, the Bees lost 6-5 to five in extra innings to Ottawa, and then the Bees also dropped Game 2, 4-2. to So their first day of baseball for this season, the Bees go 0-2, and, and then they looked to improve their fortunes and move to 500 on the year in Games 3 and 4, but Game 3 was soiled, and it was an 8-2 to two loss for the Bees once again. So then all of a sudden, Ottawa's 3-0. The Bees are 0-3, looking to just win one and come home with just that sense of winning under their belt at least a little bit. And that's exactly what the Bees did as they win game four, 7-6. Ottawa jumped out to an early 2-0 lead in the first inning, but then the Bees answered and tied things up in the third at two apiece. Then, in the top of the fourth, the Bees tacked on two runs to make it a 4-2 to two lead, but Ottawa answered in the bottom of the fourth, knotting things up at four apiece. The Bees would then add two more in the fifth inning, moving to 6-4 to four with the lead, and then they scored another run in the seventh inning, making it 7-4. to four. Ottawa had a chance to tie it up in the bottom of the seventh, as in doubleheaders for baseball, you only play seven innings but they only put up two of the three runs needed. That leads to the 7-6 victory for the Bees in this one. The winning pitcher of that game four was Griffin Lapp. Lapp went six innings pitched. He gave up eight hits and four runs all earned. He struck out three and walked two. Joey Turek came in to pitch for the final inning. He gave up three hits and two runs both earned. 
hitting for the Bees. Brock Weber had a double. Both Noah McCreary and Brock Weber also launched home runs over the fence. McCreary had two RBIs. Cade Meek had two RBIs. Brock Weber, Cooper Huckabone, and Jake Mucha all had one. Uh, the Bees did have one error, and it came by way of Adrian Ziatara. But nevertheless, the Bees do win this game. And it, like I said, it was a much-needed win for the Bees. They did not want to come home after their first series being swept. So the next series is a four-game set against Benedictine at Benedictine in Kansas on the 18th at nine and 19th. Uh, game 1 will be played at noon, and Game 2 will be played at 3 o'clock p.m. both Saturday and Sunday of that weekend. I'll have a little bit more on those games in next week's episode before that four-game set is played. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Schistel Speak Sports. I've been your host, Ryan Schistel. I know it was a little bit of a wacky one, taking a short commercial break right away in the beginning of the show. Uh, just dealing with a little bit of a personal issue tonight. And then, you know, just kind of things got off to a rocky start and stayed rocky, so I do apologize for that. However, don't forget that past episodes of Schistel Speak Sports can be found on KALA's streaming services like Spotify. Just look up KALA-FM or Schistel Speak Sports. For those of you who don't know, Schistel is spelled S-C-H-I-E-S-T-E-L. Again, that's S-C-H-I-E-S-T-E-L. Again, you've been listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1, your exclusive channel for St. Ambrose University Sports on the air. I'm Ryan Schistel. Have a great rest of your weekend and enjoy while being safe over this weekend for a certain athletic matchup that will be taking place on Sunday due to copyright. Can't say exactly what it is, but I'm sure many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'll be back next week once again at 6.30 p.m. Enjoy your weekend, like I said, and go Bees!